All right, back with you. Second hour of a Thursday show. By the way, uh, if you missed the hour uh, I just did with J.R. Davis, you can listen to it in its entirety. Maybe you came in at the 35 mark. Uh, do me a favor and listen in to it because there's some good stuff that we talked about, about broadband, talking about tariffs and all the rest of the things. And uh, it was very, very interesting, some of the information that was shared with us from the governor's office. So uh, good stuff to uh, to pay some attention to, to be honest. I've asked uh, Mark Johnson, state senator, to join us today. Uh, one of the big uh, bills that he had running that ended up going to interim study was one that I really wanted to see get made law because I just think if somebody has a, an elective office and they use that elective office to break the law, make themselves some extra money or whatever it might be, uh, and they're found guilty of, of, a, uh, of a felony, bottom line, uh, I think they need to be punished. And, and just being told that they can't be in an office anymore is not enough for me. I, I want them to pay and pay in a way that will hurt them. And uh, taking away their um, retirement, I thought, was a, a just a really good idea by you, Mark. And then uh, the the status quo fought against you. They really did. They fought against you. And uh, they got this in the interim study. And I was a little down in the mouth. And I think you were on like the day before we finished up covering the session. And you said during the show, you said, oh, this is not over. No, it's not over. This Dave. is not over, Dave. Don't, don't, don't worry. It, we're not going to interim study to die. That's not why we're going. So where are you now? It's been well, how, how many weeks has it been now since the session ended? A well, couple months? It's been a month since we recessed. Okay. For, uh, uh, you know, we did a two-week recess and then came back and had a short session for signing die. Right. Uh, Dave, just kind of roll back a little bit on this. I I learned one thing this session is that retirement bills are a lot more complicated than other bills. Okay. Uh, they referred to the Joint Committee on Retirement, which meets once a week. Uh, they all require, all, 100% require a statement and a review by the actuaries for the various pension systems. And they don't move as quickly as many of us would like. That you, your understatement is noted. Uh and, and a lot of it, you know, Dave, I don't feel like, and again, that's a good thing that they do that. Of course, if you're going to mess with that, you want actuaries to make sure it doesn't have adverse effects on, on pensions. But uh, they do their job. They say, yes, this could affect something or it couldn't. But, you know, we're talking about criminals here. We're talking about someone who committed a felony. It's not a misdemeanor. This is not a they made a mistake. This right, is right. this is this is malice aforethought type thing. This is wanton stuff. Yeah. And these are people who uh and again, it's not like if, if someone a very good citizen, public employee's always done a great job, exemplary public official, uh gets in a fight and kill someone and it's you know manslaughter it's a felony uh they wouldn't lose their pension over that because it's not related to their uh, their job their job right but it's it's when you basically uh use your position uh to 
in effect, steal from the taxpayers. Yeah, like it's, it's corruption. Pushing it's official a bill corruption. Through, and yeah. you helped push a bill through that uh, because you did that, uh, maybe you get inside knowledge about something to make money off of it. Exactly. Okay. And and as I think when before I, the session started, I came on and talked to you about this, and I said that life is a series of incentives and disincentives. And this point, yeah, you put that sign. I up. did put it up yeah. there, and it, it's to uh, uh, this is to be a disincentive for being naughty. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to make light of it at all. I but, understand. Uh, uh, we hold, we should hold public officials to a higher standard than regular folks. Because, you know, we, we ask for these jobs. It's a trust. It's a situation where the, the taxpayers and the citizens trust us to do the right thing. And, you know, and we try to do the right thing. And we don't always get it right. But it's one thing to honestly disagree about this issue or that it's another thing just to be a damn crook and that's what we're really talking about are the damn crooks and we've had too many of them lately and this was my response now the bureaucracy as you mentioned uh everyone involved with the pension plans and they're all you know they have their own little silo they work in and and the the big picture is not their job that's our job uh but uh i, I really feel like they uh it was it was just not handled properly and and it in fairness to the whole process it didn't lend itself to be handled properly and perhaps this is one of those cases where interim study is exactly what we need to have hearings to bring in more information without the pressure that and we have pressure believe me to get bills out of committee you have a a committee that meets at nine in the morning on monday and the a and b committees or in this case a committees are going to meet at 10 so you have an hour to cover all this stuff there's there's pressure to to flush it out one way or the other and and uh my bill was a was a victim of that now i take full responsibility for it because they're uh, I tried to compromise with the people who wanted it. You know, the, the leadership came to me and said, we like your bill. We think it's a good bill. We're going to have an ethics package, and we'd like it to be part of it. We want to kind of bifurcate it, cut it into two parts, and our part will be about elected officials, and you can take your original bill and go do the other public officials. Mm-hmm. I said, that's fine. It makes sense to me. We, you know, as long as we look, we can look at them separately or together. It, it makes no difference to me, but, uh, a lot of this slowed the process down in 2020 hindsight. It, it was probably a mistake. I won't make that mistake again. And that's not a reflection on my colleagues who I thought were trying to raise the issue to a, a more visible level, probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've told people for years and years, that you know, being in the legislature, even before I was there, I said it's like drinking from a fire hose. And trust me, now that I've had a full session behind me, I haven't changed my opinion about it. It's like drinking from a fire hose. All right. Well, people need to understand that there's slow, there's turtle slow, and then there is glacial. And you ran into glacial. Well, there's there's also process slow, and then there's foot dragging. Okay. And sometimes, and and I'll tell, this is no secret or anything, I'll tell people one of the tricks you do when you're trying to stop legislation is you say, oh, well, if you'll just amend it a little bit here, I've got something. If you could change it, you know, we wouldn't oppose it. Okay. Bob Bob Ballinger called that out on a bill that we had before state agencies when Trent Garner and the university was imposing free speech for public employees. 
and uh, and they came up where they try to chip away, you know, little cuts until they can't till they can't kill it. You know, what is that? A thousand cuts Death by a thousand right. cuts. Exactly, and that's right. what. And and, and Rob's <clears throat> yeah. seen this, and he know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it, it's important to realize that, except for the law of unintended consequences, you know, the session could be over in a month, but and it's, these are good people. Hate. We like your bill. I know what you're trying to do, but there's this unintended consequence over here. Can you fix it? And, and my response to that is, yes, but <laughs> you get one bite at the apple. Maybe you even get two bites at the apple, but you don't get a third bite and a fourth. And you know, I do what did what you asked me to, and you still opposed it. So I should have just told you to go to hell and do it the way I wanted to yeah. in the first place. And and now. Within those parameters, there's a lot of gray, and you have and and let's be honest, it's about getting 51 votes in the House yeah. and 18 votes in the Senate, and if you can't do that, you can't uh, accomplish what you want to do, regardless of how much you compromise or how much you dig your heels in. Is there a time, and I'm not speaking about this bill particularly, it could be any bill, that you really would like to see it get through, and you know you're willing to compromise, so you you better if you get elected. If you run for office and get elected, sure. you better be willing to compromise. That's The art of compromise is very, very important. But if you know you're not going to get the votes, best pull it down and try to get people to understand what you're trying to do. And on a case-by-case basis, yes. The answer to your question, Dave, is yes. Uh, and, again, it depends on... Uh, again, you, you, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to raise awareness of the public on this issue? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to actually fix an issue that needs to have a legislative fix, even if it's half a fix? So, you know, there's no single answer to that, but you're absolutely right. Those are the, the thoughts that you have to and the, the measures that you have to subject anything you're trying to do to. Well, is, is, is half a bite of this okay? Or is this thing worthless unless you get the whole thing? And I uh, I think that the issue that, that Trent and you were talking about on that, Rob, is, would would definitely fall into that. And and uh, the but again, that's one of those tricks that they, they that the your opponents will use if they can slow you down, if they can uh, cause you to miss a window to get. You know, here we were. I, I actually. I guess now that I've done it, I can I can talk about it. But uh, I was very fortunate that I had a bill that uh, uh, I wanted to pass that would simplify the option, and it's strictly an option for Little Rock to change its form of government to mayor council form of government. Okay. And uh, I introduced this. I didn't ask at that time Mayor Elect Scott. Uh, I did tell him at one time, "Hey, I'm looking at doing this," and he didn't say, oh, I like that, or no, I don't like that. He just acknowledged I was telling him about it. Uh, and all it would do is, I'm I'm against all these special elections, and I think you ought to be able to do that with one election, especially if two or three months before you elected a board and a mayor. You shouldn't have to, if you change the form of government, start all over again and re- elect a new mayor and a new city council. So that was the whole genesis of that bill. I filed it. Uh, when I actually got it passed, got it out of the Senate, then then the mayor did call me and said, uh, you know, I like the bill. It's okay, but could you change this one thing? And uh, it was pretty clear he would not have supported it with that in it. And it, was a, it wasn't it was 5% of the bill. Uh, and I said, you know, mayor, I'm, I'm for this, but 
in a spirit of compromise and the fact that I think you, you are generally trying to do the right thing, yeah, I'll take that out of the bill. And I did. And uh, speaking of, of compromise, you've really compromised me now. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, did I, you I, leave I said the door that, open to the alleyway yeah, they, they again? Yeah, that's uh, – we're, we're at, we should share with your listeners. Representative Mark Lowry just yes. walked in, so we. Uh, you on who is my best friend, and and we share things. But you know, I'm not going to speak for him. I'm going to let him explain his own thing. Yeah. But, but anyway, I, I told the mayor I would change it. Uh, I I had the bill amended uh, in the house. Uh, the house passed it as amended the last day we were there, April. I guess it was the twelfth, a tenth of April tenth. And I did something which I didn't realize was unprecedented, at least in modern history. Uh, I brought it up in our signing die session when we came back for the one day and uh, moved that we suspend the rules and concur in the amendment. And mm-hmm. uh, we did. And I thought, okay, that's fine. And then I was told by uh, legislative staff that they can't remember that ever being done before. So. Uh, I, that was kind of fun. To, did you get to, a gold star? No, I didn't get anything. Uh, but wondering. I did. But I did get my bill passed, and that, that's kind of a. See, if I'd known that it was unprecedented, I probably wouldn't have tried. Okay, so before I go to the first break, let me, mm-hmm. and by the way, Robert Steinbach is here. Let me just say this: he's a law professor over at uh, the Bowen School of Law. And let me guess: he only speaks for himself. That's and not exactly. For I've heard good. this before. Yes, and his opinion are his <laughs> oh, and his alone, right. not necessarily the Bowen School of Law. Although or maybe UALR. those of a few other people in Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So with with that said, so what is going now that you're in interim study? Yes, sir. Has anything at all has happened? not been a meeting on that issue yet. It okay. will it will go to the. It has been approved by the joint interim committee on public retirement they they accepted it as something to study okay and other than that nothing's been scheduled we'll, we'll let you, you know when do that you comes still up. feel confident that you'll be able to get this looked at and voted on perhaps in the next uh, session i'm very confident on this one matter of fact dave i'm i was still a little shocked that we had the problems we had when I introduced this bill, I thought it was a no-brainer. Well, I thought it was a slam dunk. Robert thought it was a slam dunk. Senator Stubblefield had a similar bill. Uh, represent or Senator uh, Ingram had a similar bill, uh, and there may have been a couple of others. Representative Lowry's co-sponsor on my bill. Uh, Representative Grant Hodges was co and he's on retirement committee. Right. He was a co-sponsor, and he's going to be there when we have the interim study come up. So it's. I feel like that there's public support for this issue, and most people think. I think most people support it because they feel the same way I do. When you do some of the things that we have seen done over the last couple of years, exactly, those people need to be punished. And we can't make them do a perk walk down the steps of the Capitol or something and give but, people cabbages and tomatoes. But, Dave, you've, you'd be shocked the response I get. I actually had people say, well, you know, this could hurt their families. And I thought there are people down at Cummins and Tucker right now. It hurts the, their families. They have the exact same yeah. excuse. And so why should an elected official's family get a pass when other people who were transgressors gets gets a pass? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, State Representative Mark Lowry's here. He's here a little early. He's going to be with us in the next hour, along with uh, State Representative Dan Sullivan, and we are going to deconstruct the 2019 general session. Because we've done it with a couple senators. Now I want to do it with the House because the House and the, the Senate think totally different. 
And we'll talk about that, too, when we uh, get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're gonna, I want to finish up talking uh, with uh, uh, with uh, Senator uh, Johnson about uh, this uh, bill that would put some teeth, I believe, into taking care of people who break the law in a felony-type way and doing their job. Can, can I say one word on this, David? Yeah. Because I, Mark brings up the exact right point, which is people who aren't paying attention or are getting whispered in the ear by some entrenched bureaucrat uh, are being told, listen, don't do this. It's going to create problems or it's unconstitutional. All these constitutional lawyers, you know, and I'm here to tell you and your audience it's Shinola. Okay, this bill is 100% legal and constitutional, and we should have gotten it done already. Yep, and I'm I looking forward that. to getting it done in the in the fiscal session. And I'm tired. I'm tired of uh, the Republicans not being able to get more done. Mark Johnson has an outstanding bill, and his fellow Republicans, 75% Republican legislature, are either foot dragging or captured by the bureaucrats, and I'm just tired of it. Well, thank you, Rob. And, I, and I get, let me add I another group said that to better, that. By the, way. The, the, the fact that the actuary was at least leaving it open that this was possibly not unconstitutional, but it would violate some of the IRS rules. And, of course, that scares everyone when you say IRS. But something like 20, 22 states have similar laws. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it needs to be tweaked to follow the the process that they have in those in those uh i mean i I pulled the bill way back from i started out that no the governor couldn't pardon you no you didn't get what you paid into the system back and all that and and some very smart lawyers by the way said mark you can't do that it's their money that's that's there's case law on that you you have they're able to recover what they paid into the system and no you can't that's constitutional the governor can pardon someone but uh, once we dealt with all those things, uh, I, I felt it was a good bill. I felt that these other states were following the law, and we would follow the same law, and that we could put that disincentive in place if we had the uh, uh, cojones to do so. And yeah. uh, I, I have to tell you, when I went in that committee the last time, I did not get a motion. I didn't even have a motion to get the bill. Well, I've, listen, I've talked about this. I gave Mark off the air grief about not getting a motion on Hammer's bill. But I don't know why Republicans are not giving other Republicans motions or seconds on bills. Unless the bill is is offensive, every bill should get a motion in a second. I want to vote in committee on every Republican-sponsored bill. That's how a Republican is supposed to run a legislature. And that's not how we ran this last legislature. In Indiana, Amen. where I was at uh, for many years, I mean, I grew up in Indiana, but, you know, covering it from a news perspective and as a talk show host, I can tell you this much, that they went ahead and, and they did that. And one law that they changed that I keep pleading to have happen here is that no voice votes. Everybody has to be written down how they voted. That will change a lot of things immediately. 100%. Although, who's the head of the judiciary over in the House? Uh, Representative Dalby. Yeah, Carol she Dalby. doesn't believe that. She well, and I got into well, it. Got, you know, David, it's an interesting it. point, and I've well, had this hold argument. Your thought. Hold yeah. your thought. Okay. We'll come back. We've got to get to the news. Oh, sorry. 
Back here at the studios <laughs> of uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer, in the studio with us today, uh, State Senator uh, Johnson is here, State Senator Mark Johnson, State uh, Representative Mark Lowry, and uh, legal professor extraordinaire uh, Robert Steinbaum. Just tagging along. Yeah, just tagging along. When, can I call you Obi-Wan Kenobi, too? You can call me anything you want as long as you give me a sandwich with it. <laughs> How about a fresh cup of coffee? That'll work. I got coffee coming up. It's it's brewing now. I'm I'm the number one coffee maker around here because I drink tons of coffee. Uh-huh. What can I say? Well, you're a gender nonconformist as well, so we know that. Yeah, let's make sure that everybody <laughs> understands what you just said. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try. I will let everybody know that I will have a new bumper sticker coming out this year. The last one that I did was to build the wall uh, when Bush was president. Uh, Hopefully, before the end of summer, I'll have a new one out that says, Confused? Check your junk. And it's to get into the whole gender thing that's going on right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Let's change uh, the topic because yes, something happened on my Tuesday show that just blew me away. I mean, it's like the roof of my show blew off. It was amazing. Uh, and it, it deal, deals with the Mathematic and Science School down in Hot Springs. Now, did I get it right? Is it math Arkansas first? Arkansas School for Mathematics, Sciences, and the Arts. And the Arts, okay, is in there, of course. Which the may be part of the problem. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but the bottom line, uh, there is a lot of people at a meeting that were really, really, really upset. Now, I found out part of something that happened during that meeting. Uh, everybody reacted to, and I I found that there's a question about whether it's legitimate or not. So I won't even get into what one student said at the at that meeting. Uh, with that said, though, there was a lot of other things that were brought up that I just I'll be honest, I was just staring at my microphone as parents were telling me some of the horror stories that I was hearing from there. Now I've heard other stories of, if you look in the student handbook, and uh, Robert, I'm glad that we passed the freedom of speech uh, bill that was passed over there at the the state house or the Capitol with the state house and the state uh, Senate, because to be honest with you, it sounds it looks like to me that they're telling they're telling students they don't have freedom of speech at that school. Am I wrong? That, we're going to have to look into that. that, if that's that inconsistent that with the bill. I, I, don't, I, I don't have a law degree, but Counselor, I believe the First Amendment kind of applies everywhere. Doesn't but, it? Supposed know, to. Well, exactly. You know, these free speech zones. My response to that is, I thought United States of America is a free speech zone. But that's I'll tell right. you this. Uh, the, the university came to testify on that other bill that I mentioned, the one regarding free speech for government employees in general, uh, and they highlighted what is, in fact, correct. They got the law correct. You know that the First Amendment is not terribly broad, and we in Arkansas need to pass statutes that give greater rights to public employees, to students, and we started down that path with the Dave Ellswick free speech on campus bill. And it's interesting. I don't know what's going on there at the math school. We'll have to 
check that with the bill that we with the act that we have now passed, the Ellswick Act, uh, to see whether they're acting inconsistently with it. But the problem is that government entities, particularly universities relative to students, can put certain restrictions on their speech. And that's why we need to say, hey, that's just the floor. We can raise the bar. Let Arkansas be ahead of the curve. Let's raise the bar. Let's not be threatened when a student or a faculty member, like some big mouth conservative Republican who comes on the Dave Ellswick show all the time, <laughs> has something to say and some bureau hack doesn't like it. Yeah. That's what we need to do. So it will be interesting to see if the, what they're doing now already Some of the things that are, and I, I got to get a copy of the student handbook. But if what has been read to me over the phone is actually in there, and that somebody's not in in the way that they said it, it sounds like a student handbook. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is it's got to be changed, and it's got to be changed majorly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Dave and, and Mark, jump in here if you've got want to add something on it. We, the legislature now approves quote unquote rules, uh, and this may be the kind of thing that we need because this is a state-operated school. Yeah. It's not a local school district thing. Uh, and it's not under the Department of Education. It's under the University of Arkansas system. So it, it's kind of a hybrid in that regard. Even though these are high school students, their uh, school board, if you want to say, would be the, the board of trustees of the University of Arkansas. So these whole lines of, of authority we may need to take a look at. Some of the things have come out, and I listened to most of your show that day, and, and uh, I know that, that Mark's been also studying this issue. Well, I've heard from several different legislatures, uh, legislators, and they said that you all had been looking into this. Probably am, am others correct? that have been looking at it for some time. I okay. spoke with uh, several of my colleagues today that filled me in on some things that Kind of, some of them made the hair on the back of my head stand out a little bit, and <laughs> I have less and less of that. So that's a big deal. Now. Yeah, it is. But uh, uh, the fact is that uh, there's some things that were alleged that we really need to take a look into. On the other hand, there are some things that we know. We know that a student alleged that he was sexually assaulted, and I agree with the point you brought up. And that uh, I believe that, that Mark mentioned it and Rob mentioned it. Uh, I believe that. No, actually, mandated... I haven't mentioned it. I don't think no. anyone's heard my voice yet. No. But, uh... Well, you got the whole next hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you shouldn't have invited me to come in early. Well, well, I was trying to save gas. I thought maybe we could carpool. Well, but my point being that, that on that point, if the person, if the staff or whoever is not a mandated reporter, then. As a legislator, I believe they should be, and we need to extend that uh, requirement to them. Because once again, if it happened in, at Little Rock Central High School or Hall High right outside your window here or whatever, mm-hmm. I know that the faculty there would be mandated reporters. Yes, absolutely. And, and if I don't care what a great job the, uh, uh, the faculty and staff University of Arkansas uh, General Counsel did, and even they were trying to do the right thing, if the law doesn't require that to be uh, at least contact the police about it, then we need to change the law. Right. Period. And so, that really is, Dave. That that really is the critical issue here in in several of the incidents that have been reported is this issue of mandated reporting. 
the and I'm sure when you said that you weren't going to get into a lot of uh, one allegation, but I'll just touch on the student. It's public knowledge because he testified in an open uh, open hearing that he'd been sexually assaulted. Whether there are other uh, nuances to that, the truth is that when a student makes that allegation, the school is a mandated reporter not to investigate themselves but to turn it over to law enforcement. Well, and what I had understood is that he had told somebody of the staff and nothing happened. That's right. That's exactly right. At but least I've, not with the police, maybe internally, but not – but that's not, he was, that's the not, way it's supposed to work. But I've received an email, I've or I've been, received uh, information from the U of A system that uh, it was reported, it was investigated by staff. And I said, well, that's the wrong people who do that's be investigating not good it. good enough. And the issue, uh, there's also, an, was uh, it was brought up to me that uh, stu- a student or students were uh, – taken off campus after hours uh i'd been told drug tested uh the u of a legal counsel uh or actually Corey alderdice answers back oh no uh and they were they were doing this nuance game mm-hmm. uh, no we have drug testing done at the school the students and family parents sign off on it as part of their student handbook well i'm in receipt of a letter where the student says that he was taken off campus at 11 p.m. to show them where drugs are hidden off the campus that students can get. Well, it doesn't matter whether it's drug testing or whether it's showing you where the drugs are hidden. That is a violation to take the student off campus. Uh, he was out there from uh Pulled from his room from 10.30 p.m., didn't get back to his room until 3 a.m. His phone had been taken away from him, so he could not call his parents to let them know what was going on. That's unbelievable. You know, but wait, let me just stop on that. You say he didn't let him call his parents. They tried to pass a, a bill this year, I think it was Clowney, if I'm not mistaken, that the parents have to be present now when the police question a, a, a minor and it didn't get out of committee that's what i'm talking about this yeah. is what i'm talking about i mean, i don't understand why this legislature can't pass these types of comments well, that one may not have passed just because it was run by a democrat I had her on, even though she was a Democrat, because it it's a good bill. Guess what? I'll let it. Do. What about that other one from uh, from one of the? Aren't there like two flowers in in the yeah, house? Yeah, Vivian right? Flowers, right. state right. representative. Right, and, and she had a good bill that passed. Right, that was on the about the about recording, recording public, public meetings. meetings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yes, not, it was. I'm not against Democrats. I just think generally they've got the wrong ideas. But when they stumble on the right idea, like a blind boar finding a truffle, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, and the truth is that, uh, about the the political issue there is that Democrats were trying to make a point uh, in many cases of sponsoring legislation and not asking Republicans to be on the legislation with them. No, okay. But it didn't go the other way around. I ran a bill that protects college journalists Good for in, you. in doing their Good job, and I went issue. to I, I went to Democrats and asked them, "Would you like to co-sponsor this with me?" Uh, we had already passed it twenty-seven to nothing in the House. Right. 
I didn't need for them to co-sponsor to pass the bill by that margin. But before mm-hmm. it went to the Senate, I said, listen, I'll sponsor, uh, put you and on as co-sponsors. And, and they said, great. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of that. Good for you. So it's a strategic error on their part. And I, and I think it's a purposefully strategic error. They want to put legislation out there that is going to put Republicans in a corner Okay, uh, and give them talking points for the next election cycle. Uh, well, it depends. So. What like, it, look, if it's a bad issue, it's a bad issue. But if it's a good issue, and they want to play politics by not joining, I'll vote for it anyway. It's easy for me to say it as yeah. an unelected official, right? But you you take my point is that they want to play politics. They're twenty five percent minority, and and now we've got to sort of get the Republican House in order because. Uh, we graded it, and Mark, you're staying around for the next session. We graded with the senators last time. We gave the legislature a B minus. Not terrible, not terrible. But I can count on one hand the number of times I got a B minus. But I'll tell you, what grade did I give when we were at our lunch meeting? What did I say? I said B minus. There you go. So, you so go. we're yeah. on the same way. I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you what got the lowest grade. Yeah. Economics. That was from the, the D minus. The conduit folks. To tax policy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. D minus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and but, I, but, I think that's just and, and I gave a low grade to guns uh, yeah. because we couldn't even pass stand your ground. Thirty three states have it, and let me tell you, this is how politics works. Uh, what's Cooper's first name? I forget. John. John, John Cooper's not going to be a senator next term. No, he's not. John Cooper's out, and and Dan Sullivan's in, and you heard me say it on this show for the last two weeks, and I will be campaigning for Dan Sullivan, and that and a nickel might not get you a cup of coffee, but Dan Sullivan's going to win nonetheless. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Back back, in a moment. Cut back on this coffee. (laughs) Okay, so let me just ask this question from uh, both of you. This whole thing that's going on in Hot Springs with the school, the math and science and arts special school. By the way, let me say as strongly as I can, it's a great school academically. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. It's all the crap that the left does around a lot of stuff. And that's what's going on at that school. Uh, As we're probably speaking here, it's still going on. But has this been, is this like being investigated amongst legislators as we speak? Uh, Yes, there, there are discussions about what would be the appropriate committee to investigate this, I have recommended um, that the Joint Performance Review Committee uh, look into it for several well, that's reasons. That's great. Hammer and Alan Clark are both on that committee. Yeah, and uh, J- Jimmy Hickey and, and Jimmy Gasaway are right. the chairs. And, I, and I've already spoken with Jimmy Gasaway about it. Um, you know, one of the uh, main reasons, JPR, uh, of course, all the committees really have some level of ability to issue subpoenas if necessary. But JPR is the only one that really swears in witnesses. And I think it's going to be necessary good. in this case, good. maybe for subpoenas and swearing in. Right. And uh, so I've, uh, as the past JPR chair, I've been advising Jimmy on uh, how for us to proceed on some of those things. But there's a, uh, there's numerous issues. There's education issues. There's juvenile justice issues. Mm-hmm. There's mandated reporter issues. Yeah. Uh, all of those things. I think are best served by having JPR uh, look in, look into the issue rather than just education. Okay, I I agree. I mean, something 
some people got to get reined in there. And who's the head of that place down there? Of, of what place? Of, of uh, the school. Uh, Corey Alderdice. Yeah, he the, needs to be replaced. Uh, headmaster. I don't know what they call him. But yeah, he needs the, to be replaced. He needs to be out. You, you like know what I think? Today. You know what I think the legislature needs to consider more as well? And actually, I'm not talking in this instance uh, about uh, uni- University of Arkansas. Um, I'm talking more generally um, that the legislature in the upcoming fiscal session spends money. And guess what? Budgets can get held up. I don't want to hold up UA budget. That's my paycheck. But budgets can get held up. And that's your leverage. And too often, the tail is wagging the dog, and the legislators will make a bunch of noise. They'll fail to pass a substantive bill, and they'll forget about the the finances. Somebody's not doing what you want to get done, then you hold up those finances. I think we've all three held up. I'm all looking up. We've done past. that at yeah. one time or another. Yeah. Yeah. Off to yeah. the off to the side, just outside the range of the studio, uh, State Representative Dan Sullivan is uh, standing right now. And Dan, come on over. Just I just wanted to ask you a question. We've been talking about the school in Hot Springs, the uh, mathematics, science, and art school. There's a lot of spurious stuff going on down there. And uh, evidently, you all, I know that Mark says he's heard. Mark says he's heard because we got two Marks there. Johnson and then, and then we got Dan, Dan uh, sent, you know, hit here right now, that this is not a secret. And people are, and, red, and, and legislators now are getting a little tight-jawed about this as far as it, what's the easy, best way to say this, upsets them. Well, you know, I think probably the student body is not much different than any student body in any public school. Mm-hmm. The big difference is, and I'm kind of new to this situation, is that they are residential and they are on campus there. But Robert's exactly right. Our power is the power of the purse. And if we have to, we can make all the committee hearings we want. And I've heard it may come up with joint performance review or another committee to discuss it. But we can have all those committee meetings. But the bottom line is uh, holding the financing up for that. So I don't know how quickly that can happen. Maybe not to the fiscal session. But I guarantee you there'll be some strong conversations happening if this isn't resolved before that time. But as far as the students go, you know, I don't think those students there are much different than students across a couple of many of our schools, especially in public education. Except that some of them are very, very smart. Well, and, but mean, and their parents, very smart. And their parents got, aren't around. Yeah. Well, we've got some very, very smart kids oh, in our I public agree. schools. Sure, I, I but their parents agree. are at home when parents they come home. Parents are at home yeah. when it's a residential. This, and that, that residential element, uh, right. well, that I, makes a difference. we all remember when we got away from our parents when we were teenagers, we weren't quite the same people. And uh, there's, these kids are no different. It, there's just less constraint. And, and, you know, it's how long is the leash? Yeah, and how long is the whip? <laughs> well, we had one of those in the old days. I don't yeah. know if we have that anymore. Yeah, can't can't do it a lot of the ways that you want to do. But yeah, I'll talk. I'll, I'll, we can discuss this off air and and things. But there's a there's a lot of stuff. going It's not on. going away, Dave. No, and and in the last actually the last few hours, I've I've spoken to some of my colleagues and some other officials, and it's. It's galvanized that thought in my mind. This is not going away. We've got uh, 
and and it may all turn out that a lot of the things we were concerned about are not as bad as we feared mm-hmm. but uh i'm confident it's going to be looked at very very carefully all right well i want to tell you thank you very much for coming on today my pleasure Doug. and uh come back as soon as an interim committee you're hearing more about your bill i'll text you and let you know when that's going to happen and uh, that's an important piece of legislation we got to get it passed we got to get it passed it's not even an issue here yeah and maybe 2021 but we'll get it passed absolutely and we got and we got to get that piece passed that uh protects teachers I got a stat. You know, when they're not at school yeah, and they're, they're on their Facebook speech, page that they can post employees. whatever they damn yeah. well please. Yeah. I just think that, that that's America, folks. That's America. That's what America is all about. Right. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll have Mark Lowry. We'll have Dan Sullivan. I'm going to put uh, uh, Robert between them. And then we're going to grade the last uh, general session. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Mm-hmm. 